0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main
1: man, jay Just John. What's up, man? How you doing, Just John? you zooted off that suit effect, huh? How much oh you take? Oh my gosh,
0: yeah. You would have thought that I chopped it up and snorted it, I promise you. It was one Zyrtec. And one suit of Fed last night after you and I got home. Right, we had a fun road trip yeah, yesterday. It was,
1: great. it was great. Shout out Steve Strother.
0: Yeah, shout out to Steve. Steve just opened up. He's a new market manager for Waterstone Mortgage. Opened up the Jacksonville market, and you and I drove up to Jacksonville to participate yep, last night to celebrate. To celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. He had a great grand opening it was event. A nice turnout. It was a great time. Yeah, had a really good time, and it allowed you and I to to get stuck in the car for two hours up, two well, hours if you, back.
1: If you had that's four hours together. Four hours together. Got a lot done though. We did. On the laptop.
0: Got a lot done on the laptop. Mm -hmm. Um, Keep on throwing it out there. (laughs) T-Lop online. Here's what's interesting. Like, so many of our episodes and so many of our shows, I think I forget and you forget that they have shelf life that lasts infinitely. Right. right? Like, forever. Right. Like, this shit's forever. Right. So, like... There's someone who's going to probably find the the podcast through the website, right. and they're going to go back and listen to this minute. episode like, wait, wait a minute, I'm so confused. I'm, I'm lost. Yeah, I'm totally lost. Yeah. So we are in the beginning of June 2021. Damn. Yeah, right? And we do not have the website yet launched. Mm-hmm. But someone's going to find this episode mm-hmm. in four or five months. Right. They're going to tune in. Maybe on. in two years, they're going to tune in right. and then just know... That when this was first recorded and laid out, that we did not have TLOP online. Okay. All right. So you and I got to work on TLOP online last night. Yep. It was pretty fun, too. Yeah, it was good. Yep. We had to listen to music. Yep. Well, I say I listened. I think I probably... More likely, I woke up this morning I'm like, God, I bet John hates me today. No, nah, I was
1: good. Yeah. No, yeah, it was good, for real. Introducing you to, like, Cody Johnson. You know, I have an eclectic Pl- palate when it comes to music as it is, so I'm always down to hear new music. What well, we went from Cody Johnson to Megan The
0: Stallion to NWA, then into uh, Calvin Harris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had it all
1: going on last night. Yes, we did. Yeah. You know what we have going on today, D? What do we
0: have going on today, John Coleman? The,
1: just John? The four Cs.
0: The four Cs? Yes. The four seasons? Not, no, we're not talking about, like... Not, no, Frankie Valley and mm. that whole crew? No. Right. No,
1: the four Cs. Correct. Like credit capacity, collateral, and capital. I think that applies to what you call. Would you say seventy eight percent of the American populace? Well, this episode, yeah,
0: this episode, like think about it. if you are ever going to purchase a home and you need financing, mm-hmm. if you're ever going to sell a home, Right, like like that's your profession, right? Right. You're a home builder or you're a realtor. Right. Or if you're ever going to lend money to somebody who's needing that money to buy a home, Mm -hmm. I would guess at least three quarters of the American populace this episode is going to apply to them. Nice. It's the basics. It's the easiest way to wrap your head around what it takes to qualify for financing. Okay. Right. So back in the day, it was taught the four C's credit, capacity, collateral, and capital. So we're gonna discuss what the four C's mean okay here at Waterstone Mortgage we teach pale pale property assets income and liabilities right so if you have a pen and paper at home and you're playing or if you're in your car and you want to pull over to the local Starbucks parking lot or maybe you just want to hop in a Chick-fil-a line because we know that's going to take three hours <laughs> as it wraps around the building 17 times now what's interesting is Chick-fil-a Can get through that line very quickly in 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. But if I go to a NCAA basketball game, Mm. I can't get out of that line to take three hours. But nonetheless, if you have the time, get out a piece of paper and then write this down. So I kind of taught and was what I I learned, and then I taught Pale. Mm. But I realized others throughout the industry coach the four C's. But they really are the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. So, like when you think of credit, for me, Pale is property assets income liabilities and the 4 Cs goes credit capacity collateral and capital mm-hmm. so if you're trying to correlate the two credit would be the l in pale right. which is liabilities all right capacity would be the i in pale which stands for income okay all right and then you have collateral right so that would be the p in pale for property mm-hmm. and then capital would be the a in pale for assets mm-hmm. So, we're going to teach this the four C's, and we're teaching it that way because that's what was requested of us. Right. Like, we're kind of like Delilah back in the 1990s Delilah. and early 2000s. You want to do that again? Do it again.
1: Delilah.
0: Yeah, you remember that? Every Sunday night, you could call in. And... I
1: mean, if you ever got through.
0: If you ever got through. Did you ever get through, no, John? I
1: told you. I called once because I had a crush on this girl, and I thought it would be cool, but I was just dumb and naive. Do you yeah. remember what song you were going to ask Delilah to play for this girl? Something stupid. I don't know. I don't know. You maybe don't know. Maybe, maybe you, Boys to Men? Nah. At the time it was a banger but I can't remember. Maybe Quad City DJs but that wasn't really on our playlist. Uh no. I think you don't know. Oh, mind. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. okay I did not know. Them. Yes. Quad City DJs. Yes, I know.
0: I know. Oh, I think a Quad City DJs is something I totally know. different than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, you and I are still stuck on music from last night. Yeah. All right. No, So, but we're going to teach because, yeah. like Delilah, mm-hmm. we take requests. Right. That's right. What like, look, if you're tuning in for the first time, I don't know if you're tuned in on YouTube, mm-hmm. which if, if you're not, you can follow us on YouTube, which mm-hmm. is at the Lone Officer Podcast. You may be tuning in on, on Spotify or an Apple Podcast, on Google Play, or anywhere else mm-hmm. you can find podcasts. We are at the Lone Officer Podcast. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow our social, we are on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, at the Loan Officer Podcast. At the Loan Officer Podcast, you can find me individually. I am Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. Oh. The Loan Officer Podcast is also
1: on, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, and we're
0: actually like like just a smidge away from having 1,000 followers. Let's go just on the LinkedIn page. Let's go. That's pretty cool, right? It is.
1: You're really getting really good at like dovetailing that in, yeah, way. yeah.
0: Well, I think LinkedIn is 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 one of the most hidden treasures, right. of all the social media platforms, especially for for people who are in a more white collar business type environment correct but it's it's really been phenomenal for the exposure we've had for this show yeah all right so so this the four c's Mm -hmm. credit capacity collateral and capital also known or taught pale property assets income liabilities we're going to teach it credit Capacity, collateral, and capital, the four C's, at the very end, I will maybe just flip the script and kind of run it through quickly right. what it would look like pale. Okay. Why I love these is that if I'm a loan originator and I am sitting at a bar drinking a Negroni or a High li IPA, right. right? You like Negronis, I like High mm-hmm. If we're sitting at the bar, I could discuss with you buying a home and financing it if I could just remember what the four C's were, if I could just remember what pale was. Okay. If I'm a realtor, if I'm a realtor, my job is to be a badass realtor. I'm great at marketing properties, negotiating contracts, figuring out the value of a home, what it should sell for, what we should offer on it, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I also need to know a little bit about what it takes for someone to qualify for financing. Yeah. So without having to be some kind of a mortgage expert, I could, if I understood credit capacity, collateral, and capital, the four C's, or if I understood pale, I could have an intelligently enough mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm with my potential home buyer home seller to get them pointed in the right direction before they can go speak to an expert mm-hmm. right now if i'm just sitting at home and playing at home mm-hmm. right and maybe um what do they call it hgtv porn or something like well, zillow porn or oh, house porn okay right i'm all, all into house porn right that's hgtv that's okay, going on yeah, zillow yeah, right. or redfin right, and right. and i'm just like kind of playing the what if game mm-hmm. like i play that game like what if i'm in the lottery what if it was three million? What what would it do to my life? What if, right. if it was thirteen million? What if it was thirty million, right. right? Well, people do that with with buying homes and renovation renovating homes. Well, if I'm playing that what if game at home mm-hmm. and I want to know a, what, what would it take for me to qualify, just understanding the four Cs or understanding pale It's a good place to start. It's a good place to start. Yeah. And I used to teach it and still do from time to time to the consumer, like to think of the four C's and Pale like the four, there's four four legs of a chair. Mm-hmm right? Pale is four letters. So four Mm -hmm. legs of a chair. Typically, if you take one leg off of a four legged chair, you can sit on that chair. It's not going to be comfortable. though. won't be comfortable. It's going to be a little bit wobbly. Mm -hmm. If you take a second leg out, you're doomed and there's no way in hell you're going to be able to stand on just one leg. Right. 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 Well, keep that analogy in mind as you follow along. Because this is what it's gonna take for you to qualify for a home. Hmm. So we're gonna run right through it. Let's do it. What is credit? Okay, okay well, what is credit to you, John
1: Coleman? Uh, credit is what, you know, the credit cards and stuff, what you're lent, what you're allowed. I don't know, man. You know, I'm not good with this stuff. What is credit? Yeah, like for me, I think, oh, what's my credit score? What's my FICO? Right. What's my beacon?
0: Yeah. I just think right. of my
1: Best Buy credit card and how many points I have on it.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. It. I mean, yeah. That's what.
1: So cool. So credit's very vague. Yes. To you, you
0: think credit cards and best buy, best buy points. I think, what's my FICO? Right. Right. Credit is, what is your credit history? Mm-hmm. How long have you had credit? How have you utilized your credit? And, oh, yeah, by the way, what's your credit score? Oh, okay. It's not just credit score, though. Not just credit score. Not just credit score. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you could have a 700 credit score, which is a good score. hmm but you could have also had a short sale. That means you sold a home for less than you owed, which means you short-paid back your lender, oh. right? You owed your lender 200 grand. We only yeah, gave him 180. Yeah. Well, many and most loan programs make you wait a certain time period before you're ever able to finance again. Really? Like a mm. yeah. So like there may be a two-year waiting period, a three-year waiting period, a four-year waiting period. If you had a short sale. Mm. So credit score alone. If I said you said you said hey do I have a seven or credit score. And credit, to me, only make credit score, mm. I'd give you false hopes that you would qualify. Because right. credit is more than just your score. It's more than just your best Buy points. Right. Credit is how long have you had credit for, mm. right? Have you had credit for just eight months? Or have you ever had it for 80 months? Mm. Or have you had it for 800 months? I don't think you have 800 that months, but yeah, it's a very long time. <laughs> but you, know, you, you see where I'm going yeah, with this. Right. Like, and it's also
1: what type of credit do you have? And how much do you owe? When you say what type of credit, does that mean like a car loan or yeah, like a, a
0: car loan's an installment loan? Have you have you had mortgages in the past? And if you had mortgages in the past, did you have ever any late pays? Mm. You know, are they student loans? So if there's student loans, but all of those student loans are, excuse me, <coughs> all those student loans are deferred, mm-hmm. then do you really have a payment history? Really. Like I know you don't have any late pays, but right, you've never made a payment. Right. So is that trade line really as valuable as a car loan that maybe you've had for 36 months and never missed a payment on?
1: Do you have a lot of, do you, do you see like a lot of people, uh, individuals in that industry when they talk about credit, do they just go to credit score and that's kind of all they talk about? They hold it high that's, and mighty? That's yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Well, some like like a very common uh, statement, proclamation by a consumer. I have great credit. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, cool story, man. Yeah. Like high five. Yeah. That's awesome. But we still need to look at your body of credit. Mm. You know, like, like I think of someone who abuses performance-enhancing uh, uh, drugs. Mm-hmm. They have a great-looking body. Well, mm-hmm. if you're into that. Right, like, know, into right. Like, I'm into jacked-up dudes and girls. Like, right. I think that's like looks good. Yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh, look at you. But what we don't know, mm-hmm. right, is their heart is 30% larger than it should be, and mm-hmm. the kidneys have swollen, and the liver is damaged. Yeah. So just because – that's always the analogy yeah. I give. Like, yeah. you could have a great credit score, but if your body or credit – is mm. is diseased that needs to show as well yeah so i can't just look at you and say oh john you're healthy yeah you look yeah you're get- great yeah no yeah, certain- no no we need to draw some blood we need uh, to weigh you measure that's you. great yeah that yep. makes a lot of sense so like like when, when we talk about credit that's what we're talking about when we're talking about liabilities on pale mm-hmm. it's very similar like hey what are your liabilities mm. not just your credit score but who do you owe money to how long have you owed it for how, what's the likelihood of you continuing making those payments on time? Mm-hmm. Can you afford for me to add more debt to your debt load? Mm-hmm. Now, that'll get a little bit into capacities. That's in mm-hmm. the next, next C and we'll slide right into that right now. But that's in a nutshell what credit is. It's not just your score. That's the big takeaway. Yeah. It's not just your score. You could have a 660 score, which is average to below average. Mm-hmm but your body of credit could be just solid really maybe you have a 660 because there's a 79 nine dollar medical collection that you knew nothing about right you know and it's yeah. like well wait a minute you know or maybe you have a 660 and it's only because your credit card company recently cut your limit from ten thousand dollars down to four thousand dollars you owed thirty nine hundred dollars on that credit card because you just paid up. for <laughs> the family vacation on your credit card to get the points <laughs> right and all of a sudden your credit card shown is shown as maxed out, and a maxed out credit card will drop someone's credit rating. Mm-hmm. So what matters to that person is what is your body of credit, mm. not necessarily your score. So just know that the credit aspect is more than that. Mm. So capacity. So in, in PAIL, P-A-I-L, pale, mm-hmm. we talk about the income. Mm. And in the four Cs, we talk about capacity. And capacity really dives into your DTI. Debt to income ratio. Yeah. Debt to income. Like what's your debt to income ratio? I would say in my experience, the number one factor on whether or not someone qualifies is based off of their debt to income ratio, Has which is their capacity. Mm-hmm. What is your capacity to make sure you make this mortgage payment on time, every time mm-hmm. without fail? Because think about it. You could make a million dollars a year. You could have a million dollars in the bank. But if you went out and bought a $2.5 million house and you put your all your million dollars as a down payment and your payment on that $1.5 million loan was going to run you somewhere around $10,000 a month. But then when I looked at your $10,000 a month housing payment plus your condo at the beach payment plus your boat payment, your motorcycle mm. payment, you, your wife, and all three of your kids have fancy car leases at $800 a pop. And all of a sudden, and oh, by the way, you may very well make half a million dollars right. a year. Yeah. But all of a sudden, your capacity ain't shit.
1: Damn.
0: Right? You're maxed out capacity wise. Your debt to income ratio is too high. Ma'am or sir, I think it's great that you make five hundred grand a year. I think it's awesome you have a million dollars saved. I think it's fantastic you have an eight hundred credit score.
1: Right. But you're overleveraged. Rhetorical question: Have you ever seen this in your real life experiences, where a person has like, "Yo, I got all this money. I got all this money saved up. I got a great credit score." And he's like, "Sir, you you don't qualify." Close. Not all of that. Okay. I probably embellished.
0: Right. I have looked at someone who made seven hundred grand a year as a surgeon
1: mm-hmm.
0: who could not, quote unquote, afford the one point two million dollar home that they're trying to buy. Right. Because. And it was five children, by the way. Damn. All five kids, adult kids, mm-hmm. had rovers, Lexuses, Beamers, leased out, yeah. boats, jet ski, camper, Harley, what? beach condo. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. And um, now that person also didn't have the down payment. Mm. Right? So, like, like, like it was close. The income right. was there and the credit was there. Yeah. But they didn't have the down payment to qualify for that high of a purchase price
1: yeah, i mean it's still good to know if you, people just because you have a boatload of money doesn't mean you can just go out and just buy anything yeah you well, want. just because
0: you make a lot of money right right just because you make a lot of money like when we're talking about your capacity it's not just like how much money do you make but how long have you been making it how are you paid ah Okay, right, right. like <clears throat> and on pale when we're running that a- acronym we're, we're talking about your income mm-hmm. right here we're talking about your capacity but in order for me to figure out your your capacity i have to figure out from your credit, what are your monthly debts? Mm-hmm. From your capacity, I have to take those monthly debts, and I have to div- uh, divide them into your monthly income.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I have to figure out your monthly income.
1: Mm.
0: Well, what is your monthly income? Do you know most people don't know? I, I Recently, after going through, I realize that now. Most people
1: I, don't know how much they make.
0: I would guess you probably know how much hits your your bank account every two weeks. Correct. Correct. You might not know how much money you made last year. Not mm, the top of my head, no. Yeah, you're normal, John. Yeah. First time you heard that in your life, is <laughs> You are normal. Yeah. But yeah, most people don't. And then, for half of us, we're not paid traditionally. Like a teacher, that's traditional pay. They make their forty-eight or their sixty-two thousand dollars a year salary. Certain engineers. Hey, I'm an engineer at Lockheed Martin, at Siemens, at Northrop Grumman. I make my eighty-four. I make my one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm but everyone else hourly shift differential bonus mm. incentive bonus commission self employed You've got to factor all that in huh all of that gets factored into someone's capacity i have to figure out how much money do you make and sometimes if it's 100% commission job right you're you're um, you sell life insurance
1: mm-hmm.
0: right you're a Loan
1: officer. <laughs> right. Right? Well,
0: we're going to have to look at, well, what were your commissions over the past two years? Let's divide that by 24 and let's get an average. Mm-hmm. Oh, John, you own your own business? Mm-hmm. High five, man. Yeah. What's it like being an entrepreneur? Pretty cool. So, yeah, solid. Yeah, you're you're your own boss? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you are try to get a loan? Yeah. Yeah, I need two years tax return, told me. Whoa. Yeah, like, I, I need to see how much money you claim to the IRS as taxable income. Mm-hmm. So that, that's going into the capacity aspect. Again, if we're looking at pale, that's going to the, into the yeah, eye. Yeah. So if I am a consumer, I need to understand okay, cool. When I go to get a loan, it's not just about what my credit score is, what's my body of credit? Mm-hmm. All right. And by the way, it is what it is. Any advice I have to the consumer, have your credit pulled, have it looked at, examined by a professional, mm-hmm. by a true blue mortgage advisor, right? An MLO. If you don't know, when John Coleman does reach out to him, he'll, he'll hook you up. Right. But understand it's not just your credit score that they're looking at. They're also looking at what is, what's your, your track record, what's your history. Do you have any bankruptcies, foreclosures, short sales? If you do, that's okay. Okay, It's not going to be like a, a definite hard stop no. We just have to see how much time has passed since mm. your Chapter 13 to Chapter 7, right. whatever the case sense. may be. Right? Right. Don't worry about, oh, my God, I need to go pay off that credit card. You probably don't. You probably don't. Like When we start getting into capital— It may make more sense for you to have more capital at your disposal Mm -hmm. than it does for you to do anything with lowering your credit, increasing your your capacity. That's where loan officers make their money. That's where they earn their money. It's by giving that advice up front to the consumer. Okay. So when you're a consumer, we've covered credit and capacity. You need to understand about credit score, body of credit, and also on capacity. It's not how much money you're making today. And so how much money have you been making for the past two years? How much money do we think we're gonna are you gonna make going forward? Mm. I mean, you might have had a banner year last year because you got this big fat bonus, but I can only use that bonus to help you qualify if your employer states that the the likelihood of that bonus to continue is good.
1: Yeah, but if it was a one time bonus. So do people like so I can see people in a situation where they had a great year, company did great, they got a 50k bonus, like oh look, it, I made now I made 150, I'm gonna go buy this house that I was wanted, and it's like sir, I can't really yes. use that. Yes. Yeah. That's a great example, right? I made, I typically make $65,000 a
0: year, but last year my company gave me a $25,000 retention bonus. Right. Right. Cause think about it. For some people last year, it might've been actually not like, please don't hang me for saying this. Okay. I'm throwing an example out, but some people made more money not working yeah. than they would have working Yeah, for sure. So some companies were like, yo, I need you to come into the office. I'll pay you a retention bonus. Yeah. Okay. Well, are you going to get that retention bonus in 2021 and 2022 and 2023? Right. So, like when we're talking about capacity and we're getting into your income or we're looking at the pale and we're talking about the eye, mm. as a loan officer, you have to ask those detailed questions. As a consumer, you have to be ready to answer those detailed questions. As a real estate agent, mm. you have to understand that it's more than just, oh, well, my client has this credit score or my client makes yeah. this much money. Sign them up. Yeah. <laughs> what's the consistency? Especially like if you're a realtor. It's great you made 20 grand last month because you had three listings sell. Mm -hmm. But in today's market, we know and everyone knows it could take you nine months to go find another listing.
1: Right, correct.
0: Right? So that may mean you only have a couple transactions that close between now and nine months from now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, if that's the case, I can't just be like, well, you made 20 grand last month. I guess you're going to make 240 grand this year. Right. It doesn't work that way. Right. All right. So staying on the four C's, we covered credit, we covered capacity, right? Mm -hmm. Capacity to me is the number one. If you're, I'm just going to keep on reiterating, if you're going to qualify, whether you do or whether you don't, it's based on your debt-to-income ratio. DTI. That's the killer. Mm -hmm. DTI is the major killer. Like, we have loan programs that go down to 585 credit scores. So, a low credit score, you can technically overcome. Right. We have loan programs afforded to us. If you have a boatload of money in the bank, Mm -hmm. like millions of dollars, but you don't show any income, there are such things called asset depletion loans where we can formulate Income based off of your assets to get you to qualify. Okay, but all of those, I don't have any loan program to overcome you having a shitty DTI. Like, just don't. I right. just don't. Right. You know, there's there's even certain loan programs where if I run you through an automated underwriting system, it says I don't need an appraisal. Right. So in certain cases, you can even overcome the need for an appraisal. But I haven't figured out yet a way to overcome the need for you having a uh, extremely high debt income ratio so to me capacity that is the most important
1: question for you on on that detail what's the cutoff number curious it all depends like Like, like 58 like what's the you want to be like hey you want to have well so
0: there's the book answer and there's a real world answer can i have both I'll give you a real world answer. Okay, Okay. real world answer is that if you're well qualified, you could potentially qualify for a conventional loan up to a 50% debt to income ratio. That is, take all of your current debts. By the way, cell phones are excluded and Mm. utilities are excluded. Debts to us are things that show up in your credit report. Mm. Things like student loans, auto loans, boat loans, recreational vehicle loans, other mortgages you may have, Mm -hmm. um, credit cards. Right. Take that number, add in your new proposed housing payment, divide it by your gross monthly income. And John, is gross the big number or the small number?
1: The big number. The
0: big number, yep. So not the number you see deposited into your Wells Fargo account every other Friday. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Actually, the number that shows up in your W-2, divide that by 12. Okay. Okay? So that's an easy way to calculate your debt-to-income ratio. Okay. Uh, So on a conventional loan, all things said and done, you can go as high as 50. Mm. But that's assuming you do have a good body of credit. You do have a high credit score. You do have, I mean, there's certain, mm-hmm. you know, you're not gonna roll in a 50 DTI if you have a 620 credit score.
1: Right.
0: Right, if you have a 620 credit score, that's the bare minimum needed for conventional financing, you may only qualify at a 36 DTI. Ah. But we can go to, Right. we can go to Got 50. It. Okay, that's good. Right, on certain government loans like FHA, we can go as high as like a 55.99. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's with what we call AUS approval, mm. automated underwriting systems. Right, we're utilizing technology that has algorithms. That figures it out. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. This damn sinus detection is kicking my rear end. <laughs> it's all good. I am vaxxed, though. Fully
1: vaxxed. I know fine, it's man. not the Rona. I it's, promise it's you. It's fine. It's good, man. What's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. All right. Collateral. Okay. Okay. In
0: the pale, uh analogy or the pale acronym, mm-hmm. it's property. Okay. But it's collateral. Okay. When you are obtaining a home loan, it's not just you we are underwriting. It's also the property, Hmm. right? Like, hey, John, you're buying a mobile home. Ooh, okay, cool. Like, my favorite home growing up was my grandparents' double-wide in Pine Hills, Florida. Right. Right? So, like, great economic housing. Mm -hmm. But it's a type of house that is a riskier piece of collateral, so there's going to be different underwriting criteria that go into it. Mm. Oh, it's a condo. Ooh, wait a minute. Condo, they have condominium associations. When you own a condo, you don't own anything besides the air inside of the walls. Mm-hmm. The association has lots of power, and they have control over the exterior of the building, keeping the building insured, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So a condominium is is, is a different and it's a more risky piece of collateral. Okay. Hey, John, are you buying this home as a primary home mm-hmm. or as an investment property? Primary home is less risky. An investment property is more risky. Mm-hmm. So that collateral, that property address, the age of the home, the type of home, how you plan to occupy it, all of that matters. That's part of this equation hmm. that we're trying to put together. So in the PAIL acronym, that's the P part. Mm. and the four Cs, it's the collateral aspect of it. And we need to make sure that we are only lending to a certain percentage of what the home is worth. So we as lenders are always going to go off of one of two things. It's always the lower of the two. We're going to go off of either the lower of the purchase price or the lower of the appraised value. Mm -hmm. Okay. In a market like we're seeing in 2021, Mm. do you think it's more likely for the home to be priced high, and had the appraisal come in lower than the sales price, mm. or do you think the sales price is going to be one thing and the appraised value is going to come in higher? I
1: think the appraised value is going to be way higher. The appraised value, yeah. way higher. Yeah. You want to rethink that, John? Okay. No, I, I put confidence in it. I said it with confidence. I thought. Did it, you really? I, I thought. Yeah. I thought in today's market, I thought they're overappraising. Houses aren't overappraising right, under-appraising. right now. Underappraising. They're so under-appraising
0: over-appraising would be you're buying the home for three hundred, right? And appraised for two seventy. Yeah. That's not what's going on. That's an under appraisal you're buying it for for 300 uh-huh. but it only appraised for 270 that's an underappraisal. that's an underappraisal. Right, right over appraisal will be you're buying it for 300 and appraised for, for three th- for 330 that's not what's going on right now I thought it was that would be amazing huh. think about that let's let's think about that if if, if it was
1: over appraising mm-hmm. Because I thought, since there's a shortage, right? There's a shortage. So I, I, I've, I've heard recently, maybe maybe I'm not sure. There is a
0: massive housing shortage. shortage.
1: So in the end, some houses are coming in way like over appraised value. So that's where I got no, my No, people
0: interest. are paying mm. over appraised value.
1: Oh, okay. Right. Supply and demand. Right. Ready? This mug
0: that I'm holding up, if you guys are listening on Spotify or Apple, I apologize. I'm holding up my uh, ceramic coffee mug mm-hmm. that's full of Robitussin. <laughs> okay. So this mug that I'm holding up. Mm-hmm. You and I would agree it's somewhere worth around $5. Right. All right, you're really thirsty, though, John. Mm. You haven't had water in three days. Mm. For whatever reason, you can't figure out how to use your, your hands as cups. Dog, I'll pay you $10 for that. Oh, you will? Yeah. Okay, cool. But, hey, first, let's get it appraised. Mm. So we go and call our three friends in. And we say to our three friends, hey, what would you pay for this mug? Mm. Someone's gonna be like, Dio's lips touched it? Nothing. Right. All right. right we throw that one out. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. That guy's a jackass. <laughs> they were left with two other people. Right. One person says four dollars, one person says six dollars. Yeah. All right. This this mug's worth around four to six. You and I agreed that it was only worth five, mm-hmm. but you're willing to pay ten. Mm-hmm. Supply and demand. Right. So it only appraised for five, but you're willing to pay over appraised value. Over appra- that's what you're right. paying over appraised value. Because you you really want this mug because you haven't had water in three days. Gotcha. Okay. So, today, when we're looking at our collateral Mm -hmm. in today's market, people are overpaying Mm -hmm. for what a home is worth. Mm -hmm. Okay. The home, we all know, like, this thing's worth 300 grand. And people are paying like 310, 315. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, as an advisor, in many instances, and I know this isn't for this particular episode, it's worth doing. Yeah. If you start figuring out, well, what's this home going to be worth in two years based on the, on the home values appreciating by three, four, or 5% over the next two years each year. Right. Like, if you want to get into a house, because this, this inventory shortage is not going to just like go away. Right. Right. It's going to happen over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's a whole different topic, a whole different show right. that, that we can do. Uh, but in this case, when we're looking at collateral, we're looking at your loan to value. So we have to figure out in order to figure out the loan to value we have to get a valuation of the home. Mm-hmm. So we're going to use the lower of the two, either appraised to value or sales price. Gotcha. So if you're willing to pay 300, but the home only appraises at 270, mm-hmm. we're going to run your loan based on a 270 value. Okay. If you're willing to pay 300 and the home appraises at 315, mm-hmm. We're still only going to, we're going to use 300. Gotcha. It's the lower of the two. Okay. As a lender, you're going to mitigate your risk. Understood. All right. So, so that, when we're looking at collateral, it's not just you that we're worried about, right? It's also the property because if something happens to you, we get to take that property back. That's our collateral. Mm -hmm. The property, the P and pale is also the third C and the four C's, Mm -hmm. which is collateral. That collateral is what we now own. Because something catastrophic happened to you. Right, okay. All right. Right. The last part is capital. Okay. If we're using pale, this would be assets. Okay. Right. And uh, we taught a class when we had one of our younger mortgage professionals, and I don't think she understood fully the word capital. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, I need a capital contribution. And she's like, Yeah, I just I've never been taught that word. Right. I'm like, okay. I'm like, Well, do you know what the capital of Florida is? And she's like, It's <laughs> Tallahassee. I'm like, perfect. So you know that meaning of capital, yeah. but capital is also cash money. Right. Like it's it's how much do you have to put into the transaction? How much skin in the game mm. do you have as, as a consumer? Or if you're a loan officer, how much skin in the game does your client have? If you're a realtor, how much skin in the game is your home buyer willing to put in? Mm-hmm. What's your capital? But we don't just need to know how much money you're putting down. We also need to see, do you have enough money to cover closing costs? Mm. right? Closing costs are things like lender fees, title fees, government fees, a survey on the property, maybe a home inspection, definitely an appraisal, you're gonna have to have the home insured, you're gonna have to pay some property taxes, like Mm -hmm. you have closing costs. And then we also have what are called reserve assets. Right, so like how much money do you have left over? Oh shit money. Mm -hmm. Life throws you a curveball. it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Mm -hmm. What type of money do you have sitting on the sidelines to help you make your payments, live your lifestyle, if and when, Mm Like, it could be something as minor as your AC goes out, your roof leaks, the transmission in your car goes, or COVID-19 happens and you get furloughed, mm. and it's an unpaid furlough. Do you have a contingency plan? Do you have a backup plan? Mm. Like, you and I did a uh, episode on house hacking. Yeah. One of my, my like, most fun episodes to yeah. do. We just recently posted it. Um, I did a little, you did a little clip. I posted it mm. on, on LinkedIn. And it's interesting because, yes, you and I taught people how they could over a 10-year period of time have a primary home plus five or six Mm -hmm. rental properties. Mm -hmm. But something they have to understand is they have to have enough capital to do that. Like we brag and we promote, hey, you can buy all these properties with as little as 5% down per property. But it's not just 5% down. It's 5% down plus closing costs. Plus, the more properties you own, the more capital your lender is going to want to see. Yeah, are you holding two, three, four, or six months reserve payments Mm -hmm. per property? Certain loan programs, depending on how many properties you own, what if they wanted you to have four months of reserve payments Mm -hmm. per property? Well, if you own six homes, and each home has roughly a $1,000 a month mortgage on it, just to use a (laughs) round, whole, easy number... Then that's $6,000 a month in mortgage payments. And if they wanted you to have four months per per rental property, not only do you need to have your down payment, your closing costs, but now you have to have $24,000 left over after closing mm-hmm. to show your lender. Now, sometimes that can be in your 401k or your IRA, right? Because most of us, we can access the funds in our 401k if we needed to, mm-hmm. usually with penalties, so it's not advisable, mm-hmm. right? We've had Rob Farragher on yeah. uh, this show before. Uh, probably now a year ago Rob was mm-hmm. on, but he's a financial advisor who specializes in four oh one Ks and he taught us that, you know, in many cases you can access it, especially in an emergency. Okay. But you do so a lot of times with a penalty. Right. So sometimes when we're talking about capital, you can use things like your four oh one K for that capital. I was to say. Now you can't use your dog or your little sister. Uh, there's certain things you can't use. Mm-hmm. But like if you had a life insurance policy that had a cash value, mm-hmm. then yeah, you could use that what cash if, value. What if, as I re- well.
1: what if I had a really dope car could I use that? No. 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 no.
0: Interesting enough, you would think common sense would say so. A uh, buddy of mine, shout out to Drew Hebert, Uh he works for Center State Bank, um, who actually just got bought out, so I don't know his new bank's name, but let's just say mm. Drew Abear at Center State <laughs> Bank. He works in commercial lending, and I always love having lunch with Drew, and I had lunch with him like two weeks ago, because the commercial side of lending is still pretty much like uh, whatever makes sense, we'll do. Okay. Like, the mortgage lending world, ever since 2007, 2008, very black and white. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey... Square peg, round hole, uh-uh, they don't go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Round round peg, round hole all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes in the residential world that we live in, that mm-hmm. we're talking about, we don't give loans to people that deserve loans mm-hmm. because they need common sense. Commercial banking, man, they'll do that. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, John, you're opening up a business? Okay, let's talk about that business. And you like lay out your business plan, mm-hmm. and you talk about projected revenue, and how much money do you need, and then they look at your dope-ass ride. Right. Like, hey, you know what? I'll give you a business loan as long as you collateralize that dope ass ride to right. this business loan. No way. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Like, like Drew was telling me. He's like, hey, Dio, if you had multiple rental properties, I could maybe like lump them all together, and then I can give you one loan for all three of them. We can pull some cash out, and you yeah. can then use that cash to go buy a couple other investment properties. Right. Yeah, but that's all on the commercial side. Interesting. We don't do that on residential. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a little bit of a sidebar rabbit hole. But you know, yeah, don't okay. don't get it twisted. Uh, that's not how it works in our world. Okay. But when we're looking at capital, we're looking at your checking account, your savings account. What do you have in stock? 401k. But we also have to look at where'd you get the money from, right? Like if you got a cash advance off your Amex, uh uh-uh, can't use it, Mm. right? If you went and borrowed funds funds from your best friend's uncle's aunt who works at Cash Advance America, Mm -hmm. uh uh-uh, can't use that either. Like if you borrowed money, we can't use that borrowed money. Now you can borrow money against your 401k because you're borrowing money against yourself. But no, you can't if you ever got money from family, it's a gift.
1: Right. Yeah. So parents yeah. gave you like thirty K to help you with money. Yeah,
0: that's a gift. That's not borrowed funds. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Now if you want to re
0: gift your parents, like for Arbor Day and Flag Day and Memorial Day and Labor Day and birthdays, mm-hmm. then sure. Right. Yeah, you know, go ahead and re gift all you want after the fact on whatever schedule you want to re gift on. Right. You know, happy end of the month day. Sure. <laughs> all right. Let's go, yeah. yeah, you're following me on that one, yeah, aren't you, John? Yeah, yeah. Uh but that's it, man. That's the four Cs if you can understand the 4 Cs credit capacity collateral and capital as they pertain to underwriting risk assessing someone's ability to qualify to repay mm-hmm. one of the questions that was always brought up to me early on in my career it would be like hey jc would you lend them your own money
1: mm-hmm.
0: like look at their credit profile look at their their look at their capacity right. to repay look look at the collateral we're lending on look at how much capital they're bringing, how much capital mm-hmm. they have left over. Yeah. Right? Like, if I have a low FICO score with bruised credit, someone who changes their jobs frequently and their DTI is on the high side of what's acceptable, their collateral that they're trying to buy is an investment property condo, and the capital that they have to bring to the table is... Is the minimum down payment required, and it's a gift hmm. from from mom and dad, which, by the way, you couldn't do because you couldn't use gift funds to buy an investment property. Hmm. Um, so let's just say it was um, another source of funds that once they they gave it, they had no money left over, they had no reserve assets. That might not be a loan that goes through, hmm. right? Because they all four of those buckets were were bare minimum. Hmm. Right, you want to almost think about, like, if you're writing a high school paper or a college paper and your teacher gave you a rubric,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like, w- when you're scoring out the rubric, it's okay to maybe have bad grammar if your structure and mm-hmm. your research was spot on, mm-hmm. right? You may get a 5 out of 10 on grammar, but you may get a 9 out of 10 on structure, a 10 out of 10 on content, and when you add that up, you still got to be in the class or All a right. B on the exam. Right. Same thing applies to this. Like, think of this four Cs as a rubric,
1: mm
0: right? It's okay to have one of those not be a 10 out of 10. Right. But when it's all said and done, are you a C plus or better? Mm. Are you a 78 or better yeah. if you were to create a rubric? Yeah. And if you can't remember the four C's because they're big words like credit capacity, collateral, and capital, then run it pale. Yeah. Property, assets, income, liabilities. The same exact principles apply. Yeah. The same questions behind the questions apply Mm -hmm. whether you're the consumer you should expect those questions to be asked of you whether you're the loan officer you better be (laughs) asking those questions and if you're a real estate agent or a or a home builder please know that's what's going to be asked of your consumer Mm -hmm. before they're eligible to obtain finance and to buy a house through you that was great makes sense to you john it does now do you have any questions i don't you don't Mm -mm. let's do this okay we have always dreamt of keeping our episodes under a half an hour. Mm-hmm. Many times, we can't do it. Never. Like, look, when I had the opportunity to bring in David Holbrook and Mike Smalley on 2TLOP, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if it's going to take 55 minutes, it's going to take 55 oh, minutes. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Those guys are the top of their game and really good at what they're doing. Absolutely. Grateful that they came on and did, did an episode with us yeah. the other day. Right. But for today, let's make this consumable, digestible, the drive into the office is all you needed this one for. There you go. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. You have just tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast. Again, if you have tuned in for the first time, please share, like, comment. We love your feedback. We love to hear from you. Yeah. If you have show suggestions, this show was done because a listener had
1: requested it. Mm-hmm. All right. Shout out to listener. Shout out to yeah, us. Remember not yeah, remember yeah. the guy from Nashville? Did we shout him out? No, we do it next episode. Oh, next, next episode. Okay. Tune in. <laughs> Tune in. It's um Nashville
0: Essex Mortgage. Essex Mortgage. We're gonna shout out Essex Mortgage. We're gonna, we're gonna do it twice. Right. Right now right. at the end of this episode. Okay. Shout out to Essex Mortgage right. out of Nashville. Yeah. Um, looked them up online. Actually, yeah. I wish I knew who the listener was, but he said he used like a screen yeah, 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 name or handle. Screen name
1: a handle. Yeah, it was a YouTube comment. He just had. Uh, he got hired uh, Essex Mortgage. He was a listener, Doctor Zappadillo, I believe, something to that. Okay, um, but yeah, shout out Doctor Zappadillo. I probably butchered that name anyway. But. Well, maybe he works
0: for Parker because I looked him. I looked up uh, uh, Essex, Essex Mortgage in Nashville, yeah. and this really sharp looking dude that looks like he knows his stuff and okay. Parker showed up as a branch manager so you know shout out to that whole entire crew up there in Nashville Let's go. I'm going to be up there in October and in January so Yay. if you want to meet me at the stage and, and have a beer with me Let's go. first ones on me the next three are on you <laughs> he's John Coleman I'm Dustin O and you've tuned in the Loan Officer Podcast like us share us comment check us out on Instagram TikTok LinkedIn Facebook you. YouTube Apple po- Podcast That's, and Spotify. Spotify there you go Thanks for tuning in. That's all we have for you today. Deuces. Peace.